Welcome to the European Hockey Federation podcast. In conversation with the biggest names in hockey, generating insights and engagement around coaching, officiating and playing. Powered by Coach Logic and supported by the FAH Academy. Presented by Jack Rolfe, the founder of the Coaching Lab. third episode provided a unique chance to listen to Sophie Gers and Joy Jurette, both former Belgium international players whom have made impressive adaptations to top-level coaching. Listen to their opinion on the values that should be embedded in hockey, be inspired by Sophie and Joy, and learn about how value-driven leadership can inspire behaviours within a team. Over to Jack. Good morning, good evening, depending on where you're, where you're joining us from. Um, I'm Jack Rolfe, presenter for the series and founder of The Coaching Lab. It's great to have you on board yet again. I know a lot of you are coming back for the third week and, and some of you will be here for the first time. So it's great to have you on board and, and thank you for your time and, and energy. Got a bit of a double act today, which is awesome. Um, and two people that will be again open and honest with their thoughts and it's, it's great to have them on board, both from Belgium. Both played on the same team together, um, probably combined almost 400, if not plus caps for Belgium. Seniors, um, I think Sophie's coached uh, Joy as well. Um, so there's lots of stories and a, a long relationship of hockey that we've got to share this evening. Um, both are coached in the top leagues and, and have worked in the national level. And I think the stories they're going to share this evening will be immensely valuable and I know we've got a lot of different sports on board and what you're here this evening will be certainly applicable to whatever environment you're working in. Uh, the first part will be more of a presentation format with the second part being um, very informal Q&A so please encourage those questions to come through um, and be direct to the panellists as well so if you've got a question for, for Joy or for Sophie please do direct them towards them and We'll try and get through as many questions as possible. Um, here we go, Sophie. So if you live your screen, we should be in and we should be good to go. So coaches, just keep the questions coming through uh, and you'll see a poll pop up and that'll become a little bit more relevant uh, as we go through the presentation. But enjoy. Is that clear, Jack? Go for it, Sophie. Okay, thank you. Hello, everybody. Um, here from, uh, from Antwerp, it's a little bit of a strange environment, uh, all alone in a room, but um, yeah, I hope you will enjoy uh, what we will bring today. Um, it's a presentation about uh, value-based coaching, um, and I wanted to share this with uh, Joy, because we, as Jack introduced us, we we get along very well, and since very long, um, we cross each other's uh, hockey path. So uh, it's uh, super nice to have you, Joy. And um, as a further introduction, uh, Joy is coaching an elite level men's team in Belgium in the first division, and is also the head coach of the under 15 boys uh, Belgium national team. Um, for myself, I coach uh, an elite level uh, women's team of Antwerp and I am an AHF mentor and educator and also founder of some hockey camps for young girls. So um, value-based coaching, here we go. A culture of values builds um, a valuable culture as an introduction 
it's a quote um, you should write down because it will make sense uh, at the end of the presentation. Um, four steps for value-based coaching. So in this presentation, um, I will give you some insights in, um, in how I work with value-based coaching and uh, how this leadership style can, um, can be applicable for your team um, and how you can connect with your team and vice versa. How can value-based coaching uh, connect your team with the coach? So it's uh, not only for elite level coaching, it works for every uh, hockey environment um, and it's applicable for all teams. The objective for you um, for today is to, um, or what we want you to, to uh, take away from this presentation uh, is to, uh, to think a little bit about your coaching style. Um, and also we, we would like to provide you some, some brain food um, um, some brain food to reflect really on your own leadership style. So I will interact with Joy during the whole presentation. Um, if you have any comments, remarks, please put them in the chat and uh, we will uh, try to, to respond to it uh, at the end of the presentation or also even later, maybe we will give you our coordinates and you can drop us an email if you have any questions. Okay, four steps, value-based coaching. Um, we are talking about uh, coaching so it means how to develop players uh, they're all different like I said it's applicable for every um, level of playing every uh, age of playing every culture every uh, career status um, it's not uh, only for uh, elite levels um, we are talking also about how to coach um, to make sure everybody understands this is not the way how to do it there is no good or wrong this is just a style um, we use um, or i use in coaching um, and it's also um, yeah we will try to encourage you to see the bigger picture so the future um, and also to think about uh, why you are doing what you do today and it has to do with the past because it influenced your today um, and it also has to do with what you do today the present a few different uh, styles of leadership um, that we all know, uh, commanding, it's, uh, I do, I tell you what to do, coaching, I tell you to try something, visionary is more um, a style that says come with me, I will show you the way, more democratic and affiliative, that, is, uh, that means uh, people come first and then of course we have uh, value-based coaching. Um, probably you all uh, have a preference. Uh, most probably your style um, can be a combination of a few uh, leadership styles. Um, it's up to you to, to think a little bit about that. But Joy, I would like to know uh, of you what your style is and can you explain a little bit um, what this slide means to you? Yeah, um, thanks Sof. Uh, for myself, I see, I recognize myself more uh, in the visionary and democratic ones, um, that's really close to what I am. And I think the, the most important thing to, to get to know when you start coaching, and it's, it's really to know who you are and what are, what are you made of. And um, for me, yeah, the visionary and democratic are, are the closest to what I am. I think the coaching, the purple one, is more of a mean to get, to get across and, and then trans 
interesting fact is uh, with the, um, the national program in Belgium, we, we had the luck to do some uh, personality, personality tests. And I noticed that when I'm uh, under pressure, I go to the commanding one. I go to the autocratic. So even though in my, I, I, I wish to be only visionary and democratic, I see that sometimes I'm a bit autocratic under pressure. And that's a very interesting fact. So if I can advise any coaches is to, um, to do those uh, personality tests um, that are available with certain companies because it really allows you to, to know yourself and, and, and to uh, understand how you work. And if you have to pick two, Joy, two dominant um, principles. Visionary and democratic. Okay, good. Keep that, you will need it uh, later on in the presentation. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, we move on to step one of value-based coaching. Step one is um, you have to be uh, aware and know what your vision is as a coach and uh, your vision is, uh, is is the ability to imagine how your team could develop in the future and to plan for this so your vision uh, will define your style uh, your style how you see hockey and what you want to achieve and uh, that can be uh, on the pitch uh, and very performance driven but it can also be uh, as a person what do you want from your team and it's a uh, yeah, very important to know that. And it's the basic of uh, your coaching style. And it's the basic of what you want uh, to be as a coach and what you want to be for your team. Um, I will share you some of, uh, of, of, of my uh, vision. Um, I have three uh, topics uh, that are in my vision and where I work for um, the whole year is I would like, though no, I want my team to be hard to beat. I want my team to be uh, dynamic um, and I want my team to be smart and unpredictable. And why these three things? Because my vision is to create uh, a team that plays a style of hockey that is difficult to understand. Um, and how do I want to do that? I want to combine a lot of creativity um, with also autonomous um, decision-making for my players. So I will give them the freedom to make decisions without disturbing, of course, our team tactics and without disturbing all the things we agreed as a team. So it's, um, yeah, so th for that, I need a team that can make uh, um, decisions themselves and I need a smart team. So that's my vision. Um, Joy, any difference for you on this part? Uh, no, actually, we're pretty close in, in, in how we see things. Um, I would make some differences. For me, there's different levels. Uh, on a player level, it's uh, to work with smart players. So on a player level, to, to work with smart players, which means for, for me, it would, it would mean uh, being creative, uh, have quick decision and quick reaction, uh, being autonomous and positive and respectful. That's for me the, the key words uh, for my players. Now I have a layer, a level where it's between individual and team. And it's to really, um, thanks to hockey, to grow as an individual. So from hockey, from sport, it's to grow as a human being. That's for me a very important vision. Uh, and also to enjoy what you do. Um, that's a really important stuff. I, I had some moments as a player where I didn't enjoy anymore what I was doing. I was just in an automatic mode. And I think it's really important that you always find that you always find joy in what you're doing. 
and the, the last and the, the last level would be the team level and um, I'm gonna take the the key word that uh, my u15 national team came up with they came it they came with it uh, they call themselves the improvers and I thought that was fantastic that a 14 year old boy could come up with that uh, idea is that every time you, you can do better you're always thinking how can I do things better and that has to come from the team level and from the individual level um, and the last thing and it's related to who I am it's uh, being optimistic and it doesn't mean being naive or anything it means that with the means we have how can we optimize what we have and do the best we can Okay, it's nice that you, you touch on the, on the personalities also of the players and yourself as a coach because in my vision, this, this slide can be very uh, direct related to what's happening on the pitch. Um, but to be able to, to um, show this on the pitch, hard to beat, you need to have a tough character. Uh, to be able to be dynamic, you need to be dynamic outside the pitch as well. Smart and unpredictable also means is a, is a, a characteristic you need also um, outside the pitch. I am convinced that both worlds always connect. Um, so thank you for that, Joy. Okay, step two. Uh, so we have uh, our vision as a coach. Um, but the second step or the second uh, thing you have to think about is what is your mission as a coach? And what is a mission? Um, a mission um, is what you stand for and has to do with identity. So what do you have to create to achieve your goal? It is uh, kind of your roadmap to achieve your vision. So in, to, to explain a little bit further in my vision, as I said, I want a team that can make decisions by being smart and unpredictable. Um, in my vision, um, sorry, in my is to create an environment where I can allow them to be uh, to take that decisions. So I have to create an environment where it's safe to take decisions and where it's also safe to make errors. Um, this this can be uh, translated in in everything we do not only uh, on the pitch um, i can ask players to um, to take decision in organization organization stuff i can ask players to take decisions uh, in their life i can i can yeah um, expand that outside the pitch as well um, but it's my mission as as a coach it's my mission to create that environment where it's possible um so i again i encourage you all coaches to do that and and to write it down to reflect on okay what is my mission what is my vision um it's it's something um in business life is used uh, um, daily when you create a company you have your vision statement mission statement you think about that and from there on um you go so again joy uh, i would like to hear also your uh, idea and thoughts on on, uh, on your mission yeah, and again, I think um, both worlds are meeting the outside, outside field and on the field. And I think a, a proper athlete and a proper player can only perform if he or she feels good in, in her own skin or his own skin. And as a, as a coach, I think we have an important role in that. Um, so I think lots of feedback, lots of individual uh, meeting. Um, I'm also with my men's team, we created some buddy groups. So I have a lot of feedbacks from the team as well. That's means that I use uh, to, their, to, get, to have their opinions and ideas. 
Um, but the most important, it's what, what you said, I think it's creating an environment where people feel good to make errors. And because you allow that and you say that it's totally fine and that you even encourage that, it brings out the creativity naturally. You don't have to force it. And I'm going to take another example with my U15 now, uh, with the confinement, it was really difficult for us to find new ways of um, staying in a group, uh, have a, a group dynamic. And so we had to use the social media, but I'm now 30 something and I'm really crap with social media. Um, so I asked them, what guys do you have ideas? They came up with crazy stuff and I loved it. Uh, things that I would never come up with. And it's just a, a metaphor for the rest. The, the, all your team always have fantastic ideas. You just have to, to, uh, to listen and, and, and decide together, but it comes, uh, it comes out of the team. Yeah, that's related to your vision and your mission, of course. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, step three. Oh, so to... I forgot one thing. Yes. Um, and something we, we spoke about earlier on, it's um, allowing them to make mistakes and allow yourself to make mistakes. And I think it's a very important stuff that you may, to show yourself uh, vulnerable. And I'm mm -hmm. sure we, we're going to talk about it, but that's a question I ask you, how, how far do you go in that? And I think about uh, that's a, a topic we're going to address, but that's really important as well. Yeah, indeed. It's, uh, it's later on in the, in the presentation, we're going to touch, uh, touch on that um, to be authentic. Um, but let's first move on on step three. Um, what is also important to know is um, who is in your team, because you can have a mission, you can have a vision, uh, but maybe your team is not uh, ready to, to go on that road. Uh, maybe your team is different. So you have to understand um, who is your team. And it's very simple. Um, I will present you uh, uh, my team from, uh, this is my team from three years ago, two years ago. Um, and I, I will present uh, very quickly uh, who they are. Uh, we have uh, Maxime, 16 years old. She's a schoolgirl. Uh, she comes to training by bike. Uh, she lives two kilometers from the club. We have uh, Sophie, 20 years old. She's an under-21 national player, and she's a, a medical student. Um, Michelle and Emma uh, are Red Panthers. They play for the national team, and they are uh, part-time students as well. We have uh, Manuela Uros. She's playing in, in Holland right now, uh, but she was in our team 26 years. She finished uh, law school and she lives uh, in Europe only for hockey. So it means she's a full-time uh, hockey professional. Um, Natalia Wisniewska, she's Polish international. She has to travel for business sometimes, so she's not always available for training. Uh, and Sophie, um, she, she retired already, but she's a physiotherapist, works all day, got into a new relationship and has four plus kids. Um, so, okay, she's very busy, Charlotte. She drives uh, 250 miles for every training um, and she works as a psychologist. We move on, Lorraine, 22, physiotherapist, Marcia Palmer, everybody knows her. A uh, full-time hockey professional. This was her last year uh, playing. Uh, nominated two times best player in the world. Elodie, the goalkeeper of the national team. Uh, Caroline, he's a, she's a doctor and she works in surgery. Uh, Lorraine, the best umpire in the world from a few years ago. Also a lawyer, full-time. Um, and so on. So the question is, this is a, a super diverse team. Um, 
I have uh, smartness in my team, that's for sure. If you see the level of, uh, of uh, education, it doesn't mean they're smart on the pitch, but you can work with it. Um, diversity in playing style is for sure there if I develop it, but it's also a very diverse team in terms of personalities and connections. So how do we cope with this diversity and how do we make it work? And that's super inf inf important. What frame do we need to create? Mm -hmm. I give you an example. Um, in Belgium, the national team players, they work on a different schedule uh, than, than the, the under 18 national team players. Um, youth hockey versus uh, performance hockey, is there a difference? Can you expect the same from the 16-year-old girl uh, than from uh, Lorin, who is 28 years old and has uh, also a different training schedule because she also umpires? Um, can I expect uh, from um, Caroline, that is a doctor, she works in surgery, uh, she calls me at seven o'clock, Sophie, I cannot make the training because uh, we are still uh, in a surgery. Um, yeah, is that the same rule or the same uh, approach then, for example, for Marcio, who is a full-time prof? So it's very difficult and it's something we really have to think about uh, the commitment to the team. Um, so, so my question is, do we need rules or do we need values? And it's a, a very important question, and I think we uh, we will make a poll uh, on it uh, in the chat box uh, for you, for the audience, to to reflect a little bit on that and to think about that. Um, but it's it's uh, it's very it's a, a very relevant question, and I, the question I always ask myself is how would they feel? How do the players feel if? we as coaches allow them to develop on more levels um, and, and, and what will be the performance. So how will they perform if they feel they can develop on different levels? Would it have a negative or a positive impact? So the question, do we need rules or values? And I would go back uh, to Joy for, for this as well. Because I, though I, it's not a topic of the presentation, but there is maybe a, a small difference in uh, uh, she works with a, a, a men's team. I work with the women's team. Maybe there is a difference. Um, I don't know. Choi? Um, I think there's no magic formula. We need both. Um, it depends more on the group than, than the gender, in my opinion. Um, I think we're all the same. I really believe so. Um, it's just that we have more uh, uh, psychological barrier with female groups. I believe that we have to overcome to start working um, to start working together. And what I what I think is the fear of mistakes and the fear of doing wrong, which is more prevalent with a female group than a men group. But after that, you allow them, you give them confidence. I think you're able to to work exactly in the same manner on a one-to-one -one or a, a, a group type of situation. But beside that, I think you need both. And for me, the, um, the metaphor of a train would be good. Um, I think the value should be the engine and the rule should be the right way. So you need a bit of both to, to guide your way through. Um, I personally am terrible with rules. I, I like them because I can break them. So, um, 
I, it's really hard for me as a coach to adapt to that, but I think you still need rules in a group. And luckily, I have often in my staff people that remind me <laughs> that I have to be consistent and systematic. So, um, yeah, I think both are important. Yeah, that's a point. We're not the same at all. Um, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, if you have to choose one, you choose rules or values? I would choose values for sure. Okay. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's all about the balance. So let's go into values. Um, uh, how, how can you define values and, and um, how uh, can you uh, name the values that you need in your team? And, and this is the, the most difficult part, I think, of, of the whole process is how do you define values? And um, uh, being a player myself, uh, of course, uh, it crossed a lot of different style, styles of, of coaching and, um, and, and, and I... I don't believe in, in, in what I saw a lot um, during my career, and I'm sure it's still present today. So, uh, in the beginning of the season, the coach regroup uh, all the players, all the staff members, sit down in a big room uh, with a flip chart, and they say, okay, what are we? What are our values? What is our identity? And start uh, um, writing this down on, on a flip chart. I, I don't really uh, believe in in that way of um, defining your values, uh, because I think it's a much uh, longer process and you have to go step by step um, and, uh, and, and you have to, yeah, uh, go uh, very slowly to make sure that the value is not just something on a flip chart, but to make sure that the value is something really profound. Uh, when I hear the Jamilan speaking last week about uh, um, the fact that he puts a program in place and that he doesn't change uh, that program for for his players, um, um, because yeah, it's very uh, common to change last minute some programs, especially when you are in tournament. And he was talking about the Olympics. Um, he said, I, I didn't change uh, my planning because it's the respect a little bit I give to my players. They can prepare. Um, they can uh, be fine with with what is coming and they have clarity and it's uh, it's for me that's a kind of a value he has towards his players and, and versa versa so um so i will share you some um of of the values uh we use or the values that are quite common um i i, I love uh diversity um because diversity yeah, creates uh, more creativity, I think. Uh, with diversity, um, you will achieve uh, better results. Um, so we embrace that and we embrace that in every aspect. So, for example, if you um, do a recruitment for new players, yeah, look for the one, uh, not for the same one, look for the one that is just different. And that's why in, in my club we always want minimum one or two players from another part of the world because it brings us something it brings us something special and it makes us stronger um, second one is honesty and transparent obvious that's a very clear one a very uh, nice one but still we're struggling um, and there we can touch a little bit on, on what you said uh, joy um, don't be afraid to show that you can also make mistakes uh, don't be afraid to show as a, as a staff or as a coach that sometimes 
you think differently than what you say, yeah, then just say it and be honest and transparent. Um, of course, trust, it's very uh, yeah, obvious, but the art of trust is, uh, has to do with uh, authenticity, taking responsibility and transparency. And trust is something that can be very, very uh, strong, but it's a long, a long process, I'm sure of that. Take responsibility, something um, for me is very important. Um, I take the elevator as a, um, a way to showcase that um, if you are on top of your career and you are um, yeah, the, the best uh, form possible of your career, uh, you need somebody or you need to take the responsibility to go down the elevator again and take the next one the next player, the next generation, you have to give that back and you own that also. Um, and then the last one, of course, is having fun. Um, it's, yeah, it's the most important one. I don't know if you guys still hear me. Yeah, we can hear you, but the next points are not showing up. Okay, I start. Looks like my computer is freezing. Joy, should we answer a couple of questions uh, while Sophie <laughs> is uh, darkness, Jack. in action? Let's get a couple of questions. Sure. Um, one from Mike Hughes, uh, specifically to you, what is your greatest learning? Uh, from this season? Um, oof, there's lots. <laughs> um, so if I explain uh, my situation, so I started to coach a men's team last year and we had a three years plan to get in the first division. And fortunately or, or unfortunately, we promoted the first year. And um, <laughs> so we did super well, we were super happy, but the club wasn't really ready for us to go uh, that high. So we're like this mini club, mini, uh, like nothing to compare with other teams, but we had a big heart and wanted to go for it. So I let you imagine that we, we lost all our, our games and we were planning on, on winning in the, in the playdowns to stay in the first division. So it was really difficult for us uh, in a way that we didn't uh, win any games. Um, so my biggest struggle was to keep the, the group together and keep growing. Um, and learning from every game to try to improve every game. And it was huge. It was fantastic. It was such a positive experience because uh, the, my players showed even more than what I expected. So even though the, the results weren't there, with, we had pretty much nothing to deal with uh, material way. Um, the, the group and the dynamic, I, I learned so much and I'm really grateful for that. Uh, and just picking up, obviously both you and Sophie have gone from being international hockey players to now working and coaching. How much has your philosophy been influenced by the coaches you've had, maybe positively and negatively, in your career? Uh, is Sophie there or? No, she's Sophie's still there. Technology sorted here. Okay. Um, well, it has, for myself, it, it, it had a big part. Um, uh, in a positive way, negative way, I really, I, I wanted to become a coach 
to reproduce all the good things I had the luck to have and to stop the bad things from reproducing again. Um, so I took all the positive aspects that I had the luck to have with my previous coaches. Uh, I mixed it with who I am and, and then I, I wanted to coach on that basis. But for me, it had to be positive and it had to go uh, way bigger than only hockey or only sports. It has to make you grow as a human being. And sport would be only an excuse to go further uh, for you to, to grow and to, to get into a better uh, individual. Awesome. Uh, let's pick up this question from Brandon. Uh, SWAT, so we've got Joy, what is your biggest challenge in coaching 14 and 15 year old boys? <laughs> well, I don't know if I, I'm, I'm touching wood. I don't know if I have uh, <laughs> luck or, or what, but the, the, it's the first time I'm doing boys, U15 boys. Um, and honestly, I'm so lucky. They, for now, we are in the confinement program. Uh, they call themselves the improvers. And we did like a weekly program um, and with challenges they had to, to reach. And uh, they asked for more challenges, <laughs> would be physical or hockey. Uh, they're really hard worker. They really great values, great uh, um, way of, of, of training. And I don't know if with the staff we created that or we, we collaborate to, to create that, but it's really such a pleasure to be with, uh, with those guys. Ah, so. I'm back. I'm back. It's a computer crashed on the screen sharing uh, application. So, um, but I will try it again um, to share the screen. I don't know what you see right now. Perfect, so over to you. I hope uh, now it will work <laughs> without any problems. Uh, where were we? Okay, we touched base on some, uh, some values. Um, the last value is having fun. Uh, of course, it's uh, one of the most important ones, especially in youth educations but what is um, it's easy to to name now a few values and it's just to, to show you a little bit um, uh, what directions you can you can think about values uh, but what is super important uh, for me is if you predict or if you install a value um, the value must be always on in everything you do you need to have that value um, whatever your value is, um, if it's transparency, if it's, uh, it's, it's trust, you must um, allow them to feel that value. Uh, a technique is common to use is ask the players to prepare the game. Okay, if they make a, a pre-game plan, okay, trust them that it will be good and show them your trust and then they will give you trust. And it always works both ways. Um, and on, on the point of, of take responsibility, uh, Joy, I come back on, on the authenticity. Uh, of course, we as coaches sometimes have a bad day. And of course, we as coaches sometimes after the game uh, are not happy with our own performances. 
well, okay, it's no, it's no problem to show it uh, to your players as well. And, and it will create a connection and it creates a value that it's okay to, to, to share with them and that it's okay to feel um, different than what you expect. Um, so define values, okay, always on values. Um, second thing or question maybe for, for Joy as well, uh, who is first, the team of the individual? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, again, a bit of both. Um, but I think the, the team interest has to be uh, prevalent on the individual interest. And if the, indi the individual can work, collaborate in order to, to reach those team interests, um, that would be the, the, per the ideal. Um, so it would be a, a dynamic exchange between the two. Okay. Um. Of course, it's always about balance, um, but I would always say individual first, um, especially in, in, in terms of, of installing values. Um, if you, as a coach, preach values for a whole team, it's, it's difficult. But if you use um, um, uh, a micro-influence technique, that's how I call it, um, it's much more easier to install values. Um, it's like a, it's like a virus. Maybe it's, um, if if I give you a value and and enjoy, we are connecting on a certain value. Um, you will you will feel and live that value, and you will be able to share it with other teammates. And then it's not you as a coach that install it. It's the players themselves that give it to one and each other. And I I believe, yeah, that that's you can create a much more stronger um, um, uh, general um, value and, and team value and you will create new believers. It's a little bit like influencers. Um, and then the last uh, part of uh, installing values is you cannot buy values. Um, you cannot, uh, you always have to connect uh, your personality with, with the value you want to install. Um, if you don't feel it, if, if you cannot beat, you have to let it go. And um, it, it can happen that you find uh, mismatching um, teams or mismatching coaches. Um, but uh, don't, don't compromise on, on values because it's not authentic and it will always be a, a sooner or later a problem, I think. So if I have to recap um, value-based coaching, um, and, and if I have to challenge uh, uh, you guys, it's always um, think about uh, the, the, the whole uh, picture and think about how to connect all these elements. So we saw the vision and uh, you need to have a vision as a coach. Uh, what is the mission? Uh, what is my identity? What do I have to create to achieve that vision? Do I have the team to do it? Do I have the qualities? Uh, physical, uh, but also uh, in, in terms of EQ and IQ, uh, in terms of personalities, um, and, and, and then the values you, you install or the values that, that are created by the team. Um, and do they all connect um, to, to, at the end of the day, achieve that vision? Um, so it's a, it's a recap, and I would really encourage you all to, to think about that. Um, on top of that, uh, we always have a secret ingredient um, and the secret ingredient is always love and it's uh, the passion you can share with, uh, with your team for the sport, for the game, but also um, the, the passion for people because at the end of the day as coaches you have to make people move 
in order to achieve uh, some results. And I have a, a small video for you. I don't know if it technically will work, um, but it's, uh, I, I wanted to show it to you because it's, uh, it's a nice story. Brooke Neal, um, is, um, um, international player from New Zealand, was in our team last year. Uh, with Pro League, she was not always available, so she was not really a lot in the country. Um, but the time she was here, she enjoyed it very much. And this is an interview uh, after uh, we won the, the playoff final. And um, yeah, without briefing, she said this. And at the end of the day, for us as coaches, this was the most valuable and maybe more valuable than winning the title. And I will show it to you now. So, so value-based coaching is for me a technique to, um, for inclusive leadership. And inclusive leadership means that you have to assure that all your team members, um, that they feel uh, well-treated, respectfully, fairly, um, they are valued and they have a sense uh, that they belong. And, and for me, that's the, the essential part of, um, uh, of being able to perform um, on, on, on every level possible. So I truly believe in, in that. So I will ask you again, uh, before we go to the Q&A, uh, do we need rules or do we need values? Um, so yeah, the four steps we discussed, uh, vision, mission, who is in your team, what are your values? Um, and yeah, Jack, I think we can uh, move on with, uh, with some questions, um, but I will also uh, like to give you all our coordinates. So if your question was not uh, uh, picked by Jack, you can always drop us an email or call us. Uh, Joy, if that's fine for you, <laughs> um, but you can always, uh, always do that if there are questions. You're going to be inundated with uh, emails and <laughs> Zoom calls for the next few weeks. Um, thank you very much. I think, it's, uh, I think I'm not the only person sat here thinking, I'd like to be a player on your team. I'd like to be coached by both of you because I think it's a, a super cool environment to be part of and obviously a successful one at that. Um, a couple of questions around how much involvement do the players have in your values and how are they shaped by the players that you've got with you um, in the group? Sorry, I didn't, sorry, maybe I didn't understand very well. So with your values, how are they shaped by the players you've got in front of you and how much influence do they have on your values? Yeah, that's, uh, that's the, 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 the 100 points uh, question. Eh? Uh, where, does, uh, where is the value coming from? Is it from a player? Is it from a coach? Is it from, uh, from a culture that was already in the team? Um, it's very interesting to, to look back uh, uh, and, and to reflect on that. Uh, from my experience in, in, in my coach, uh, in my uh, team, um, there was already a very um, uh, strong culture. 
um, and, and you take some values um, that are in the culture, but you also take some values from people coming in. Um, and, and, and it can be from players uh, from other parts of the world that bring uh, something different. And if it's accepted, it can be adopted. And first, if you accept it, you adopt it, and then in the next phases, you become it. And then, and then the, the chance is high that it becomes uh, part of your culture. But it takes time, that's, that's for sure. Awesome. Um, I think this one from Sarah Scott is probably one we can all relate to, um, and it's probably a challenge we all have. Do you change your coaching style depending on the age group you are working with? Joy, do you want to take this one? Um, the coaching style, yeah, of course, you always have to adapt to the group you have in front of you. Um, you must be the one that, to adapt, not the group to you. Um, so certainly, yeah, of course. Cool. Next one. Uh, we're going to go through these pretty quickly so we can get as many done as possible. Simon Webb, uh, how do you ensure a young player on the fringe of your, your playing group share the same values uh, and how are you working with those players? Yeah, that's... Uh um a very good question um and from again there is no good or wrong from my experience if you install uh, this style of coaching you will see that your senior players adopt that style as well and your senior players become also responsible for the younger players and it creates uh, a double empowerment for, for the young players. Um, I, I always say to my players, if, if a young player makes mistake, it's up to the older players to recover that mistake. And we can never blame them. And, um, and if, if you uh, work in, in, in this way, um, younger players most of the time uh, feel very well, very secure. And that mission to create that environment is there to make mistakes also for young players. And that's at the end of the day, how they're going to learn is by making mistakes. Joy, anything on that to add? No, I, I totally agree. And it's about the, the environment you create. And I think that's the, the biggest task of a coach is to create a, uh, the, the safest environment and to give them all the tools they need to perform and to and to become who they, they need to be as a player and as individuals. Awesome. Uh, another one from Chris Marriott here. How do you measure yourself, Sophie, uh, against your values throughout the season? How do I measure myself? Yeah. What, what does your that values? mean? I'm sorry, uh, Jack. What, what does that mean? Uh, maybe Chris Marriott can add a bit more, but how are you using the values as a measure throughout the season? How are you comparing yourselves with them? Yeah, um, at the end of the day, um, we coach in a high performance environment. So at the end of the day, um, it's, it's about uh, uh, winning the championship or the tournament or, or whatever that environment is. So, so I, I measure that uh, for sure um, in terms of performances on pitch. Um, but I also measure that in, in uh, terms of uh, how many youth players uh, go through on the highest level, how many players really um, um, ex explode on their international career, um, how many uh, uh, players uh, succeed at school and how many players succeed in, 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 in other stuff uh, around hockey. And that's for me, I, probably I value more about uh, the bigger picture. Um, if that is an answer to your question. 
I mean, there's some some golden nuggets in there. Um, Sophie, one from Panda, a good friend of ours. Uh, how do you how do you expect the lockdown to impact the team values, and how will you check? Oh, that's a, um, a question I didn't think about before. Um, <laughs> thank you, Panda. Um, no, but it's it's a challenging times uh, for everybody, um, uh, whether it's in a, in, a, in a team environment or as an individual. Um, we we try uh, with our team to to, to stay connected, um, even if it's different, and and uh, but we try to do it um, and. Um, and yeah, we, we, we are always very um, aware and it's also a value we have in the team, but we're always very aware that we still have, uh, that there still are other people that are in a much worse situation than we are. And as long as you keep that in the back of your mind, uh, it's very easy to connect to each other and it's very easy to pick it up again once we will be allowed to pick it up again. So, um, so yeah, it's, um, it's challenging, but... Um, it, it demands uh, effort of everybody. And uh, as a team, you can always do that. Joy, you're obviously very, still very early into your new role with the boys. How did you go about implementing your values and your approach within that new team setup? In the lockdown situation? Uh, as you, when you start, first started the role, so a year and a half ago, when did you, how did you go about that? Um, well, I, I like the challenges. Um, I always think you have to dare if you're up to the challenge, because if you don't take it, you don't know if you, uh, yeah, you're able to do it. So I didn't really know if I was any good for a, a men's side, because honestly, it's still not the norm that the women goes to the men's side. So uh, I, I had a lot of doubts and a lot of questions. And actually, it, it came out that it was a really interesting um, new situation in the way that we're just all the same honestly it's just how uh, universal the human being is and we have of course social and psychological barriers that are different for a male group or a female group but if you go one-to-one -one with a player it's exactly the same it's exactly the same doubts it's exactly the same confidence issue it's exactly the same questions and i really enjoy it and it's different ways of finding different ways to get through your, your adventures, but it's the, the human values behind that are exactly the same that are really enriching. Awesome. Uh, we've got a question here from Geraldine. Geraldine, I'm not going to try and pronounce your, your surname. My apologies. Uh, we got it very wrong. Uh, but what do you do or what are you doing when your environment is sad because you have lost the game? Sophie, you want to take that one? Sorry, I, again, I didn't understand. Sound? Yeah. So if you're, I suppose your teams don't lose very often. Uh, but uh, what are you doing when your environment is sad because you have lost a game? When your environment is sad when you have lost a game. Um, well, um, you, you take it, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, a process. Eh? You take it through different steps. And again, every coach does that uh, differently. Um, I think the first step is, okay, right after the game is emotionally. How do you feel? How does the players feel? And you as a coach, and, and, and you have an opinion on that. And then you go back and, 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 and uh, get away a little bit from the emotion and, and, get, and get more into the concrete stuff, uh, which is the, the analyze and to watch the game back. Um, and, and, and then you try to, to, to give an answer on, on why 
you failed or why you lost. Um, so you have the emotional part and then the, the rational part. And then what, what we used to do um, as a team and as a coaching staff is that we always leave uh, a night of sleep over it um, because then it gives you always uh, a new um, view on, on, on what happened. Okay, we're going to go for two more questions and we're going to go rapid fast so we're, we're not too much over the time. Uh, this one comes from Brett Holland. Uh, my question is, what happens when players don't confirm the values and the rules? Uh, what happens when players, are di when they disrupt the culture, even if they are the top player? Look, do you want to go? It's, yeah, it's fine. Um, in, uh, in my experience, um, it's a uh, it's a very natural and, and easy process. Um, uh, it depends, of course, how strong your culture is from the beginning, um, and it depends uh, if this player is coming in uh, from another club or another country or not. If this player was already in your team, most of the time. Um, because there is so much respect for one each other most of the time it goes well and and to be honest we never had a really serious problem uh, on on that terms if there is a problem it's usually the player uh, herself or himself that will get uh, out of the team and put himself in a position that he's not in the team anymore um that's that's yeah from my uh, experience if it's somebody from outside uh, it's very simple. Uh, you adapt or you cannot adapt. And then uh, as a coach, you have to make uh, a choice. Uh, but if your team culture is that strong, uh, the choice is, is almost not a choice. It's, uh, it's something very uh, natural. Joy, anything to add? No, I think it was a pretty good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie smashed out the park. Yeah. Um, we're going to go for one more question from Hugo. For Joy. <laughs> uh, Joy, this one is for you, actually. Here we go. Uh, so how do you handle parents who want to focus on the results or do not buy into your values? Um, that's a really good question because it's something that comes up quite often. Um, I think the, the, the most practical way to handle this is to communicate. You have to understand what's behind it. If the parents uh, live their dreams through their child, you have to have a conversation with them because it's really important. I mean, the kids spend more time with their parents than with us. So if the parents are saying something different at home than, than we say on, on, on the field, uh, the the kid is going to be torn between the two between the two uh, ways of seeing things. So, it's really important to be on the same line and to try to address the parents, um, and yeah, try to find a, a, a meeting time or uh, some some ways of convincing the parents of your program of what you're trying to achieve. Awesome, Hugo. I hope that answers your question. Um, we are approaching eight o'clock, or eight o'clock my time in Perth, um, but coming up to two o'clock in, in Europe and wherever we are around the world. So coaches, thanks for joining in the conversation. Um, We're you know, incredibly grateful to, to join Sophie for, again, being so open and honest. Um, the full replay will be up on Coach Logic within a matter of hours, hopefully. Um, and we are going to close with the polls. So Sophie, can you give us a number? Do you reckon uh, rules or values? 
What do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, it's very clear that it's uh, uh, values. <laughs> uh, but we do. Yeah, but yeah, 97, but then 19, so there's a technical issue, I think, in the polls. <laughs> Uh, but but it, one out of five choose for rule, so it's uh, interesting. Um, but but again again, it's not uh, it's not good or wrong. It's what fits best for you, what fits best uh, uh, in your vision, in your mission, in in the roster you have, and uh, and, and and so yeah. So it's it's up to 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 make uh, everybody reflect on, uh, on on what we are all doing as coaches. Awesome, great stuff. Um, coaches, I think I'd probably do the same as me, but you know, I encourage you to watch this back when it goes up on Coach Logic. I think there's so much to take away, and you've got a lot of time now to reflect and ready for the next season ahead. So, definitely uh, be in contact with your players, be in touch with Sophie and Joy, and um, just reflect openly because it's you know, we're incredibly grateful to have you both. So, thank you very much. Uh, and coaches, keep an eye out for the next guest coming up next Monday. All right, stay safe, enjoy. Thank you for listening to the European Hockey Federation podcast, presented by the Coaching Lab, powered by CoachLogic and supported by the FIH Academy. More podcasts will follow for Series 1 over the next six weeks. Follow Eurohockey.org on all social media to keep in touch.